Welcome to the first episode of Fairway to Heaven. This is a live golf podcast with myself, Sue Ann Hang, and my partner in crime, Jerry Fultz. Jerry and I are both part of the broadcast team on the coverage of the Live Golf League. Now, we both have had an unsuccessful professional career, shall we say, uh, which is why we're here to talk about, well, other people's careers. <laughs> Our podcast is here to not only bring inside perspective from Live, but all the other unfolding stories in golf happening around the globe. Now, every week we'll have the biggest names in Live and the sport at large join us to talk about everything on and off the fairways or stairways. <laughs> yes. What a great name, though, too, Sue Ann. For, I mean, one place I'll never visit and one place I rarely visit. What a great name for a podcast. Well, you don't belong there. That's true. That is true. <laughs> now, looking ahead at the show today, we've got a special guest for our segment we call Tea Time. It's the 2017 Masters champion and captain of Fireballs GC, Sergio Garcia. Yep, he'll be dialing in from Texas to have a chat with us. So make sure you stay tuned for that. It's going to be good. going to kick off with our very first segment called shotgun star really simple we're going to fire off three topics at the top of our heads it could be anything golf re related or not or stumble on my words that's fine too uh it's our show we do whatever we like uh we're going to share some thoughts maybe even rent especially if uh you know jerry's involved he's definitely going to go on a rant so be prepared on that note over to you jerry what's your very first shotgun start <laughs> <laughs> so so well said, Sue. It's it is so much fun doing this with you, and we're just getting started. Hopefully, we feel that way in about a year. My first shotgun start is Tiger Woods. How do you not lead a show or a new podcast without talking about the goat, the greatest of all time, perhaps, arguably, but uh, certainly the greatest of our lifetimes, our adult lifetimes, anyway? Tiger Woods recently said he could maybe see himself playing as much as once a month, which could be. At the most, about seven events. Tiger Woods is so valuable to golf on and off the course, but when he's on the course, I think he's at his, his most valuable. There's no doubt this is good for everybody in the game, whether it's live golf fans, live golfers, the PGA Tour, all the world tours. How excited are you to see him a newer and much healthier, by his account, Sue Ann, Tiger, walking the fairways at Augusta again? I mean... Oh my goodness. Yeah. Very excited. I mean, Tiger's like one of those guys, he's my hero. You know, I, I wanted to play because of him. I wanted to turn pro because of him. He made it look like it was cool to be a professional golfer. Right. Uh, so, you know, obviously big news. Everyone wants to watch Tiger. Everyone wants to see Tiger play, especially at the majors. Um, honestly, I saw a video of him probably about seven, eight weeks ago, just a video of him walking down the stairs. And I was like, there is no way this guy is coming back to play anytime soon. So this news shocked me, um, honestly. And then I obviously saw him caddy for, for Charlie at, at, you know, the junior championships. And I thought, okay, maybe he is healing, but certainly wasn't expecting him to come back this year. He is not human. Our colleague David Faraday once said it when I was in a meeting with him and we were both working for NBC uh, and we were talking. I was talking with Johnny Miller about Tiger's potential of winning another major. And Johnny said, Jerry, let's start with him winning another tournament. This was 10 years ago or a little more than 10 years ago. And Faraday chimed in from his slumber on the couch. Have you seen him do? And he says, the only time I've ever been wrong about Tiger is when I've underestimated him. So uh, it's unfathomable to believe 
he's going to accomplish something and win again through after what he has been through, his body's been through, and his age. Um, he's he's got a birthday in early January. Was it late December? He's going to turn 47, 48. It's impossible, but Tiger doesn't know that. So pretty amazing stuff. What do you got? Well, for me, I think, you know, we have to address the pink elephant in the room, shall we pink. say? The pink. No other colors but pink. John Rahm, rumored to join Liv. Look, it's obviously way above our pay grades. We're not paid enough to know anything about that. I haven't heard anything about it. We haven't heard anything about it. It'll be pretty cool if he did join. Either way, I'm sure his phone is blowing up. Um, but this whole rumor sort of sparked a Twitter or X war between Phil and Ellen. Jerry, you know a little bit more about that. You're an X a lot more than I am. Um, what happened? You know, I saw a little bit of the drama. It's always entertaining between those two. Uh, first of all, I know them both. I consider both of them friends, although I, I probably know Shipnuck better than I know Phil. Um, Sorry, what did you say again? I, I said, what do you mean what I say? <laughs> Was it Shipnuck or Shipnuck? Shipnuck. He's a, oh, a just check in. Extremely, just check in. He is an extremely gifted writer and journalist. Um but I think the uh, the overall uh, viewpoint here is I'm not basing it on the Twitter reactions, the fan reactions, or whatever. I I, I talk to a number of other people who do what Alan does. Uh, after the first excerpts from uh, from his book on Phil came out, that basically uh, were the bombshell things that maybe or maybe not sold a lot of books. But I talked to a lot of guys who do what he does, guys and girls, and nobody sided with Alan for him. Um, leaking those excerpts from his book uh, about Phil that Phil has, uh, thought were off the record. Now, Alan has since published an email that he has sent to Phil on Twitter, on the X, what have you. Phil has been very antagonistic towards Alan on Twitter. I don't know if you have to pick a side, but I, I don't know what Phil has done wrong here in terms of the exchange between he and Alan. But I know a lot of people who do what Alan does who thinks that he might have taken a few liberties with his role as a journalist. Interesting. All right. What's your second one? My second one is, uh, what was I going to, oh, oh, uh, the PGA Tour. The PGA Tour was, <laughs> it was all hunky-dory with Live Golf when they said the the promotion event that we have coming up soon, it was going to be a, uh, it wasn't considered an unauthorized event. So PGA Tour members and Corn Ferry Tour members were okay to play. I think, uh, well, they've changed their mind. They've absolutely reversed their mind. They're now threatening players with fines and suspensions uh, that they won't even disclose to the players. They won't disclose the uh, the severity of the fines. The DP World Tour has disclosed the severity of the fines they're going to impose. The PGA Tour won't uh, because they're now requiring a media release. So they're playing another political game, leverage game with uh, against Live Golf. Um, and I don't know why. I don't know why these these almost childish battles uh, keep keep popping up over something that really shouldn't matter. There are, our promotion event is opposite the Grant Thornton. It's the mixed team event. Thank God they finally have brought one of those back with the PJ Tour and LPJ players. A very, very limited field of players. Uh, our, our streaming will be at hours where their viewing audience is non-competitive. Um, if we are on TV on Sunday on the CW, it's still not going to be a threat to their audience in any way. Uh, but they needed a media release and they needed to apply for it 45 days in advance. 
Although the, uh, the I think they had uh, less than two days from when they were notified they needed a media release to be able to to file for one. So it's a shame. It's a shame that the pettiness continues. And uh, and I just look forward to the day where this is all behind us, Suzanne. Yeah, well, I'm going to go on with my second one here. A uh, huge team announcement happens uh, specifically from Smash GC. Jerry, your team, Smash GC. GMAC joining Brooks on Team Smash. Um, if I had to be honest with you, I certainly did not see that one coming. Uh, what about you? I'm pretty surprised. I didn't see it coming either. I know we were in Miami. GMAC was almost like hugging people saying goodbye. He thought his tenure with uh, with Liv was over. But I think it's a wise move on Brooks Kepka's behalf because GMAC has a lot of great golf left in him. He showed it sporadically, not so much this season on Liv, but through the last few years in his professional career outside of Liv, he showed it sporadically. Um, the guy is awesome. He's a great guy. Yeah. He's a great person to have on your team. He still can be a great player. He still is a great player. Um, but uh, fortunately, selfishly, Suan, I am so happy and I hope he goes out and wins everything this year and everything next year and everything the year after, because that's one less guy who's going to take my job, who would be totally awesome. At it as well. <laughs> well, he's definitely trending, isn't he? I mean, he played so good in Jeddah. He had a really good round there, um, played really well in some of the international series recently, had some really good low rounds. So his career is definitely far from being over. And uh, I'll be interested to see just sort of that team dynamic, you know, between Brooks, um, Jason Kokrak and, and GMAC. And, and who knows? I, I don't even know if, if Matthew Wolf is going to still be there. Apparently, as of now, he's still on the team. Um, so, you know, it's an interesting kind of if you think about the team as a whole and them as individuals, they're, they're just all so different. <laughs> well, I well, think back to that time. I mean, when Brooks, let's get to, to Wolf, when Brooks called him out publicly, to me, we 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 heard so much from inside live, and, and you're on the range. You're around these players a lot more than I am. I have to sit between the the crazy Irishman and and the soccer guy, um, and you're out there yeah, hanging the guy with in the these middle. guys. I'm the guy in the middle. Yeah, as James right. Pyatt's mom called me. <laughs> oh, I know you. You're you're the guy in the middle. Um, you're you're out there with him. But I honestly thought at the time, and you know, Brooks doesn't pull any punches, but like we have come to find out with the the smash t-shirt photo at the Ryder Cup with Ricky Fowler and Alexander Shoffley and such, um, he doesn't do anything on accident. And I don't think he says anything on accident. I think that was intentional tough love that nobody else would tell Matthew Wolf. And it kicked him into gear. It totally kicked him into gear. I think that that might be. I mean, Matthew Wolf, no question about it. He can be an absolute superstar in the game. I think mm -hmm. Brooks would be smart to keep him because I, I can't imagine any other captain not wanting him. I think a lot of a lot of captains would want him. Yeah, he's definitely um, a solid, solid player. All right, Jerry, what's your third and I'm final topic? I'm two and out. I'm two and That's as far as I can count. It's a two. All right, well, I'm going to go ahead and, and give you my third. All right, promotions event happen, happening next week in Abu Dhabi. We're both going to be there. Really excited, playing for 1.5 million. We're not, they are. Um, three spots for live in 2024. Um, obviously, only the International Series Order of Merit players have been announced um, on who's going to play. So I'm going to pick my probably two or three favorite players. I think that I might have Ooh. a pretty good chance. Um, I'm going to start with an obvious one, Ben Campbell. Guy from New Zealand, he won 
the Hong Kong Open. He beat Cam. Um, he's played really well. He's, I think, I think third on the international order of merit. Um, he's played really well all this year. I think he would be a pretty good addition to the uh, Ripper GC, you know, Australia, New Zealand type thing. Um, I like his chances. Um, I also like actually a name that we're quite familiar with, Pachara Kongwat Mai. Wow, I'd love to hear you say well that next done. week. Pachara Kongwat Mai, I got it. <laughs> A little, a little less proper, uh, we, but I got it. Yeah, I mean, we saw him play last year um, during an invitational series. Um, such a solid young guy. He's played really well this year as well. And the last name I'm going to throw in that is uh, Richard Lee. He's a Canadian kid, played really well. He's tied third in Hong Kong Open. He's just been playing really solid leading up to the promotions event. And I think the guys that play on the international series – might have a fairly good chance. You know, they've been playing so much golf in the last eight weeks. Um, and they're going to see the same people at this uh, in Abu Dhabi. Um, so it's going to kind of feel like an international event for them. So anyways, three spots. Um, Jerry's going to be in the booth. I'm going to be out on the course sweating, sweating. my ass off. No, it's not going to be that hot. It's like mid 80s that time of year in Abu Dhabi. It's like perfect desert weather. Right. So then when okay. you walk like seven miles, you don't break a sweat? Well, you can't sweat your ass off because you don't have well, one to start with. But nonetheless, there's <laughs> going to be a lot of the players that, that uh, we have seen on our advanced list at the time of this taping. It's not official yet. It's not been released. So we can't really talk about the players that are in it. But a lot of the players will be visiting the Middle East for probably one of the only times or first times in their career. So the guys who are playing events uh, in that region and playing on the Asian tour in the international series have a huge advantage over them. But what I have heard from everybody, I talked to two PGA tour players today, uh, which I don't do often and I'm not going to drop names, um, but everybody seems to have the same sentiment. That's Sunday for three cards for a minimum. They're going to be worth a minimum of $2 million. And that's if you suck and you, and you really play awfully. Um, and it could be worth a hell of a lot more than that. That is going to be must-see TV because there will be a serious gag factor coming down the stretch in Abu Dhabi with 20 guys playing for three cards. I can't wait to be a part of it. I can't wait to hear you out on the course calling the action. By the way, they're going to play for 1.5 as well. So they're not just going to yeah. walk away with a card. They're going to make some extra cash to end off the season. So um, anyways, yes, looking forward to that. And uh, the format is going to be fun. It's kind of like a compressed version of a three-stage Q-School event, isn't it? It's just like yeah. they restart every round and uh, every different uh, eligibility gets into different rounds and start in different rounds. Um, anyways, all right, really excited. Let's move on to our next segment. We call it forecast this is where we look forward basically whatever is on the calendar golf whatever you want to talk about jerry um but i think today we're going to talk about the schedule that's been released for live in 2024 um some familiar locations that we've been to this year some new ones give us your thoughts jerry what are you excited about well, we get to go to your hometown, where you are right now, and we get to go to Don's. Mm -hmm. uh, so we get to go to Singapore, we're going to Hong Kong, and this past season, we visited two of what I consider my hometowns, where I went to college in Tucson, and where I went to college also in Tulsa. I went to three different colleges. We visited two of those cities this year, but 
we get to visit my hometown where I was born and raised, and we get to do it on Super Bowl weekend. It is going to be absolutely bonkers at the at the the course where they're playing. I think it's been released. I'm not positive, but it is basically right on the strip as well. Uh, so I am so looking forward to that. It's our second event of the year, right off off the heels of Cancun at Mayakoba, my favorite place on earth, by the way. Not that Singapore sucks. It kind of does, but I'm not going to oh, say that publicly. Yeah, <laughs> It's just hot. It's really hot. And Hong Kong's another version of really heat. hot, 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 crowded, hot, crowded, crowded and hot. Well, um, Hong Kong's not going to be hot that time of the year, to be fair. Um, it'll be crowded. It'll be crowded. It'll be crowded. Yeah, yeah. Crowded. I'm not not big on that. Yeah. Well, Vegas will be crowded, too, on this trip because it's going to be nuts. Super Bowl weekend. I was going to say, I can't you're wait. talking about crowds and you're comparing those venues to the super bowl weekend in vegas vegas you get in a car and you country club is on the fucking strip and you what drive is wrong for, with you you drive for 10 minutes and you are in the middle of the desert you can't do that in singapore you drive for 10 minutes and you're arrested i'd love to hear you whinge the week of the super bowl week where there's going to be a million gazillion people there and there's going to be a shitload of traffic and you're going to be complaining about the damn traffic to move five minutes. I don't know. We can Anyways. walk. We can walk to the course. <laughs> if we get a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Anyways, I think, you know, I mean, for me, it's an obvious one. Really excited to come back to my hometown and, and bringing our guys here, you know, into this region. And, and having really, I mean, if you look at the calendar, we've got Hong Kong, Singapore, Adelaide is probably one that I'm also very excited about. We've got uh, the UK, uh, which this year we're playing at the JCB Golf and Country Club. Uh, so we're not going back to the Centurion. And then we've got um, Spain, obviously. So it's just like, you know, going to just all places in the world. It's so cool to bring these guys along with us and, and sort of grow the game in that way where they're hungry for you know, some of the top players in the world to compete. So, um, but, but I'll say, I mean, I have to, I, I have to say Singapore, I, I mean, it'd be silly for me not to, but I mean, Adelaide this year was my highlight, you know, that was, that was pretty epic. I think Vegas has the, the ability. I know Tulsa did a great job last year in terms of trying to replicate some of that energy that we saw in Adelaide, but I think Vegas I don't see. I mean, I think we'd have to really drop the ball not to be able to pull the same thing off there at Vegas. At the, um, it's going to be absolutely awesome, and and I'm looking forward to that. But a, a couple of other exciting ones as well. We got Houston uh, on the schedule. We have Nashville on the schedule. Uh, those are both underserved golf markets, big big time. Um, and then we still have one yet to be announced in the USA, and we don't have the individual championship and the team championship venues. Uh, announced yet. So I'm looking forward to those, but I think I do look forward to going back to Singapore. I hate to say it. I do. Um, cause you live there because maybe I, you can turn up for dinner this time, huh? And not a chance. Not, not drunk out of your ass. Not if Dom <laughs> takes me to the, uh, to, to the pub crawl on Tuesday when we got there. Um, we're, uh, and I'm looking forward to visiting Hong Kong, visiting Dom's hometown, one of his hometowns, you know, he's a world traveler and all, uh, I'm getting, I like, learning about new cultures. I absolutely love it. I'm also looking, I I don't think I'm even allowed to say this because of Pharaoh laws, but I, I look forward to going back to Saudi every single year. I, I, I gotta be really careful what I say because I know there's a lot of government issues there, but um, from a, from a law standpoint, but I look forward to that one as much as just about any of them. 
Um, I, yeah. lo I love learning about new cultures and seeing new places. And that, that really intrigues me. Um, and, uh, and of course, Vegas, 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 baby, Vegas. <laughs> you know, I've never been to Houston or Nashville. So, you know, um, kind of looking forward to, to exploring those parts of the USA. Never been to Texas actually in my entire life. So what? wait, 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 um, wait. I know. Yeah. You, you've lived yeah, in Orlando. Right. You've lived in LA. You've yeah. gone to college. You've never been to uh -huh. Texas. Never been to Texas. Oh, you better hope nobody hears that because they might not let you in now. Because Texas is the only, oh. it's, it's its own country. It's kind of like Singapore, although it's about 18 times, 18,000 times the size of Singapore. Um, but it, they they really think they're what is it to drive country. from one end to the other is it like eight hours or something ridiculous oh no that's no what i've heard i-10 is over 900 miles from uh from el paso to uh to the louisiana border it's over 900 miles yeah jesus that's a that's that's big it well if a... they don't let me in Faraday will let me in so Faraday can get you in yes the most American. yeah he's he's like the he's like the the golf mayor of that uh that state all yeah. right well cool so much to look forward to jerry um i hate that i'm gonna have to see your face for 15 weeks 15 next year yeah well plus the promotions event oh okay cool well I'll hide remember it you have to work at that event you remember that yeah. you remember you're, you're working next week yeah sort of sort of yeah i'm doing arlo's job do you think i'll be any good at it <laughs> seriously uh... Yeah, I think, I, you know, I think you you bring the faulty kind of element to it. Um, hopefully I, Dom will, you know, well, Dom's, Dom's going to be the savior. being in the booth. Yeah. Well, yeah, Dom's the savior because like at our first event in London, our producer, Keith Hirschman would say, all right, out to 17, Dom, who is this <laughs> in London last year? So Dom will be the savior there. But, but we have small fields and we'll be able to know them all. And plus, we now have a research team in place. But uh, I mean, I, who can who can replicate Arlo's? energy on the air I, I literally sound like a buffoon practicing karaoke in the in the shower when i try and bring that energy i i can't do it i'm just gonna try can and i can i just dare you if like there was there were to be a shot that's like a hole in one or a hole out can i just dare you to attempt an arlo for like one of those shots go! just for shits and giggles no 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 <laughs> Uh, and might poor, get us ratings you know poor arlo has major fomo not being there too he's actually thinking about coming he's thinking about coming i think he's he'll thinking be about there. flying in on his own dime to hang with us yeah. i think uh, he'll be there all right now to the main meat part of the show we call it tea time we've got a very special guest really excited sergio garcia Sergio, thank you for joining us and being our first on our podcast. Lovely to have you here. Thank you for your time. Uh, let's just kick it off with how's your off season been? What's been happening? What have you been busy with? Uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me, Sue and and Jerry. Obviously, um, yeah, it's uh, it's been nice. We obviously finished Miami. Uh, obviously, I had my uh, my little issue with with my thumb uh that i that i cut there and and uh unfortunately uh the sunday night it got infected so i needed to be on antibiotics for five days uh, because my thumb was looked like a sausage um so uh yeah so i had to take care of that uh it's still a little tender uh when i play 
but uh, I've been able to play here and there. I've been, you know, spending time with the family, uh, playing some tennis, uh, enjoying, enjoying the family and friends, and a uh, couple of uh, nice holidays with Thanksgiving and, and stuff. And now we're getting ready for for a big charity event uh, on on December first and second, uh, at the end of this week. And uh, and also uh, you know a couple a couple other other things that we have coming up with uh, Angela is doing dancing with the stars uh, here in Austin uh, also for charity and um, so uh, you know it's it's exciting dancing with the stars Sergio uh, you going to be in attendance keeping an eye on things mm, definitely yeah I'll be I'll be cheering I'll be cheering on hard <laughs> I won't be dancing even- but I'll be cheering on hard. <laughs> Have you been part of her practice at all? <laughs> she no. dragged you into it. <laughs> she's got she's got a much better uh, partner to dance with than me. Uh, so uh, yeah, they're they're doing great. Uh, they're looking their dance is is looking nice and and obviously um, yeah. Other than that, obviously uh, we've been busy with with uh, trades and. Uh, you know, and free agency and everything uh, going on with uh, with live and and fireballs. Uh, so trying to to make sure that the team is is sound and ready to go for for next year, and uh, hopefully uh, you know have a, a an even better year and, and kind of keep improving. Do uh do let us in on the inside information as much as you can <laughs> at this point, young man. Yeah, well, obviously, as as everyone knows, Carlos uh, decided to. To not uh, continue with us, Carlos Ortiz, uh, which you know it was a, a little bit of a shame, but uh, I, I, you know, had a good chat with him. I understood where, where, uh, where he was going. Um, but we, uh, we filled in uh, his position with, uh, with someone young, very, uh, uh, very talented and very exciting. <laughs> And uh, and I'm sure that uh, that is going to come out soon uh, for everyone to know uh, if if not everyone knows already. So um, yeah. So other than that, it, it looks good. Uh, I'm excited about uh, you know the way the the team is looking and uh, and where where we can go and where uh, where we should go. So um, you know we'll see uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Well, it all sounds, you know, difficult in its own ways. Now, you've been an independent athlete for the longest time. And now here at Live, you have to be a captain. You have to manage players. You have to manage your team, perhaps even get involved with design and merchandise. How's that been juggling that and playing at the same time? It's uh, It's been fun. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's been it's been a, definitely a new experience, uh, but it's, it has been a a fun experience it's been something uh something new something different uh at times a little frustrating because you know you you don't depend on yourself anymore and you know like for example um like uh what happened with with carlos you know obviously we we wanted him to continue and we were super happy with him but but he wanted to he wanted to to explore something different and, and there's nothing else you can do you know you obviously make him an offer and you know he can accept or not, and um, you know so that's that's the the part that uh, that maybe uh, frustrates you a little bit more. But uh, but you can understand that you know those things are going to happen. They happen in 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 all other sports and and uh, in all other teams. So uh, you just gotta deal with it, move on, and and trying to find 
the best the best replacement possible for it. But now let's talk a little bit more specific to your team. As team captain, what are some of your goals that you perhaps wish to achieve with with the fireballs? You know, it could be result oriented. It could be from a team aspect. It could be anything. I think it's a little bit of everything, to be totally honest. Obviously, uh, when it comes down to golf, we wanna we wanna be as as good as possible and and give ourselves a, a, a good solid chance of winning the, the the team championship and having a good solid year. But uh, it's not only that. You know, there's also there's also plenty of things that you you have to do to make the team better, and and that comes with uh, the people that you surround the team with, the the people that are gonna work for you and for your for your teammates to make it better, to sell the team better, to to make it grow as um, you know as a franchise. Uh, so there's uh, there's a lot of things that uh, that you with your inside team you have to work on to uh, to improve the whole every single aspect of the team to make sure that not only you're a good team as as a good golfing team and with players but uh, but also financially the way you sell the way you the way you uh, you get into people the way you that the people get uh, attached to you to your team and and uh, your fan base and things like that so those are those are all things that uh, that you know, you have to work on and 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 try to improve. Sergio, the uh, to change the uh, context just a little bit, the the golf landscape is ever changing, and I think live is obviously the biggest part of that. Uh, we don't know what the future holds. There are negotiations happening uh, as we speak behind closed doors in a very very small room with very few people. And I know you're probably tied in a lot closer than Sue Ann and I are, but nobody's really as close as people portray themselves to be. Um, looking ahead, you took a risk. And, and like I said, paid a price by joining Live. A lot of players did. Everybody feels like a rebel to some extent in that regard, and, and rightly so. But uh, the payoff was there initially, and it seems like the payoff is also there long term. Where do you see uh, Live going in the immediate future and then the distant future, if you don't mind? Um, well, I mean, I, uh, I, I believe that, you know, we're seeing, we're seeing, uh, leave and the league, uh, settle in nicely. Uh, I think that the, uh, the way, uh, the, what do you call it? The perspective, like the way people look at us is totally different than it was uh, a year and a half ago. So that's, that's obviously very, very positive. Uh, I think that people are excited about it. I think it's, uh, it's important for all of us to make sure that we keep that excitement going uh, when it comes down to fans and, and sponsors and stuff. Um, because, um, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to lose that. And, and obviously the team aspect of it comes into play and, and, uh, and the excitement that that brings, uh, to, to golf. It's, it's obviously something that we, we have to take care of. So, um, you know, I think that uh, it's going to keep growing. Uh, obviously, everyone that is involved and and, and invested in in Live and uh, and the league, it's uh, they're standing behind it and and they're very excited about it. So that's that's always very positive. To me, as a as a sports fan, you know, I'm I, I always said that uh, in golf, it's always been different because it's always been individual. But uh, like when I when I follow soccer, you know, I'm a huge Real Madrid fan. 
So I always have my favorites. I always have like, you know, my Modric's or my um, Ronaldo's or whatever. But no matter what, depending where they go, if they stay in your team or not, I'm always going to be a Real Madrid fan no matter what. And it doesn't matter if Ronaldo goes somewhere else. I, I might keep being his fan or I might not, but I'm always going to be a Real Madrid fan. So I think that's that's the most important thing that uh, that we can get out of uh, you know out of the teams and and we have to make sure the to maximize that now you mentioned soccer you're obviously um a president or chairman of your own soccer team i i um, used to be i used to be well you've obviously had experience with it though right so has yes. that helped you know has that helped with your sort of management with your current team with the fireballs and and perhaps giving you that experience to to then bring into live golf now as a, a captain a little bit uh thanks so and yeah i i um i used to have a, a small soccer team uh, where i'm from in spain uh, and we did well you know i i think i uh, i ran as the president for 11 years uh and it was good fun but obviously as as i started spending uh, more time away from Spain and, and, and more time here in the U.S., it, you know, it, it became to came to the point where I wasn't really watching really many games anymore and it didn't feel like it was I, I was as involved anymore. So I decided to kind of put that aside and, and uh, concentrate on, on other things that I had. But um, it definitely helps uh, – knowing a little bit what's going on even though the team was much smaller than than what we what we have here or you know any of the uh spanish league teams but um it definitely helps to to see everything that goes you know how to manage the players how to manage the sponsorships and um things like that events that you can make to to make sure that you you try to like i said earlier like you try to make to to grow your fan base as, as much as possible so um it definitely helps for sure by the way soccer is jerry's um least favorite sport no it's not a sport um, it's, it doesn't count doesn't it's not a sport anything that ends nil nil is not a sport sorry i love you sergio i love arlo white no it's not a sport uh, but something on. that is something that is a sport something that is a sport is ncaa football your adopted hometown is austin texas you turned pro young you even won before you turned pro in professional golf ranks as an amateur you didn't actually get the college experience you have now become an i guess an honorary longhorn at 11 and one yes. this year are they the because you're on the sidelines all the time you're in the stands you and angela support that team so so very much and her family is, is such a legacy family in the austin area the akins are um are they the real deal this year is this finally the year they do something special uh i i, I want to believe that uh that they're still getting better and better uh obviously this year uh, i think it was a combination of uh, having some really good recruits for the last uh, couple of years, and also having a, a a good schedule that 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 you still have to be able to go out there and win, and uh, and they did that uh, fairly well for uh, almost the whole year. Um, <laughs> you know, we'll see. Uh, yeah, obviously they lost they lost that game against OU that uh, yeah. that it kind of at the moment uh, took us out of the out of the playoffs, but. Hopefully, hopefully they win the Big Twelve Championship and uh, and see if that puts them back into the 
into the playoffs. Um, it would be it would be nice to see them back in there. I think that uh, when when you have a a university or college as as big as uh, UT uh, involved in there, uh, it's always important, uh, and they haven't been there for a while. So we'll see we'll see what happens. But uh, now they're moving into the SEC, and it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. But uh, but at the same time, I think it's gonna push them to 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 get better. So that's that's a that's the way I look. Always, I always look at it. You know, the only way you're gonna get better is if you play against the best and, and SEC is probably the best division. And, uh, you know, we're, we're excited to see where, you know, where the long horse can go. I'm going to take you back to when you were a teenager. You'd won the European amateur before you even won the boys championship. You were so young <laughs> and so good. But I met you in, it was a, what is now Corn Ferry Tour event. One of your first trips over here to play in a professional golf event. I think it was in Cleveland, Ohio. And you were the nicest kid. You have, It was a practice <laughs> round and I was standing by the green and I heard the this new wonder kid was here from Spain and, uh, and you walked up and introduced yourself to this old man who was an on-course commentator. And, uh, <laughs> and I think back to those days and having watched from afar and sometimes from close covering your career and watching your career, I think back to that naive young man at about, I think you weren't more than 17 or 18 years old. 18. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what would 43, almost 44 year old Sergio like to tell that kid uh, at 17 years old? Uh, it's a great question, Jerry. I think that, um, you know, obviously there's, there's some things that, that I would like to, to tell him, but not, not many, because at the end of the day, I think that it's important to, to learn and, and, you know, and, and do right things and do, and, and, and make errors because, uh, I think that that's the only way that you're going to grow, uh, not only as a, as a golfer, but as a person. So it's important to, commit errors but learn from them uh, learn from your mistakes uh, make sure that they you end up a, a better person than you were before so um you know obviously i i was very fortunate to uh to do to do well early on and 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 have a, a really nice career and, and not only amateur career but professional career but uh yeah obviously i made my my first year of mistakes and I tried to learn from them and, and overcome them and, and then become, become, uh, the best, the best person that I can be. So, um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy with, uh, with everything that's been going on and, uh, throughout my career. And, uh, you know, I just, I would just tell him, uh, more of the same, you know, just enjoy what you do. Uh, just, just love it as much as possible. And then uh, you know, just just learn from from your mistakes and and make sure that you can become the best person that you that you can be. Well, since we are going back in time, um, I do want to ask you about the 2017 Masters win. It was obviously a, a huge weight off your shoulders for your very first major championship. I do wonder when I was watching you that year, coming down the stretch with all that pressure, everything that you had on your shoulders, what was going through your mind in the kind of the, the home stretch bit of the final day at the Masters? For some reason that week, I felt, I felt really comfortable throughout the whole week. I felt like very under control, like my emotions, very under control, like my heart rate was, was, you know, I felt very confident about everything that I was doing. So even, you know, even, 
when I bogeyed 10 and 11 and, and Justin uh, Justin Rose got in front of me uh, a couple of shots and he had a chance of maybe going even four shots clear on 13 when uh, when I clipped the tree and, and uh, had to take a drop and he had a birdie pad and I had a par pad. So even then, you know, I was I was confident. I was like, you know, you're playing well. Just just keep keep doing what you're doing. Just keep trying. You know that you know that if you're playing well, there's always good opportunities coming down the stretch. Uh, if you hit good shots to make to make birdies and eagles. So uh, so that's what I kept telling myself. And and obviously, uh, thankfully, that happened after after 13. I made that, that great save par uh, par save. Uh, obviously, Justin missed misses uh, his birdie, and then I went. Uh, Birdie 14, eagle 15. Then obviously he birdie 16 and got one ahead, but uh, bogey 17, and and then I had that uh, that opportunity to win it on on the 72nd hole. Uh, fortunately, didn't make that, but uh, but the same thing. You know, I went I went into the playoff thinking, oh man, you're you're doing great, you're playing great. Uh, just keep keep believing, just keep giving yourself chances. Let's let's make birdie. And uh, hopefully, Birdie's good enough to win it. And and fortunately for me, I was I was able to to birdie the the first play of hold, and and then uh, got the green jacket. So that was pretty nice. <laughs> Sergio, last question I have for you: In the limited sampling we have of guys who have joined Live and then played in majors or other competitions, uh, most notably recently, Dean Burmester winning the Joburg Open, Mark Leishman playing so well down at the Australian PGA. But it's very been a very limited sampling, mostly centered around the majors, and of course, what Brooks Kepka did not only at the Masters, but then obviously winning the PGA, Phil and Patrick Reed at the Masters as well. Some great performances. It's possible. But like you just kind of alluded to in your last answer, it's not possible if you don't believe it's possible, if you don't believe you can do it. We heard Tiger recently say in his first press conference in forever at his tournament in the Bahamas, the hero, uh, that yes, he believes he can still win. In your heart of hearts, do you believe you can still win another major? Yes, for sure. If if I didn't think so, uh, I wouldn't even try to play them. And and uh, you know, uh, I uh, you know I want to keep giving myself chances. Uh, I feel like you know when my game is on and when uh, when my focus and my mind is is, is in the right place, uh, you know I feel like I can play as as good as anybody or better. Uh, so I don't you know I don't I don't have a doubt there. And that's why, uh, like for example, that's why uh, this year I I played the qualifier for the U.S. Open and, and made it and and had a decent U.S. Open. I played the qualifier for the British Open and almost made it. I probably should have made it. Um, so I'm gonna keep giving myself chances. You know, I'm 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 not gonna be like, ah, oh, you know what? Uh, I have live and and I have the Masters that I can play until you know until I can't walk anymore. No, I wanna I wanna try to give myself more chances of playing other majors and, and give myself uh, chances of winning. And, and I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep doing that. So, um, you know, we'll uh, hopefully, you know, we can have a, a nice conversation uh, in the near future about this. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Well, is there a particular major that you want to get next? Yes. Without a doubt, obviously I already have the masters, thankfully, but, uh, the the courage jack uh, the British Open obviously it's being European uh, growing up there uh, having uh, being fortunate enough to to win uh, to have won the the British boys and the British amateur uh, it's obviously uh, as a European is the major that you that you feel most most connected to and you want to win 
and um, you know I would love to to give myself uh, definitely uh, a couple more chances at it. Uh, I've been very close uh, three or four times, and uh, you know I uh, I feel like uh, my last my last word hasn't been said there yet. I'm all out, right. Sue Ann. Well, it's all you to wrap things up. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sergio, thank you so much for your time. We really yeah. appreciate it. It's always uh, so great chatting with you and, and you. Uh, hearing all you have to say. Really looking forward to the Fireballs announcement. Um, can't wait and can't wait to see you in the 2024 season in Mayakoba. Me too. Thank you, guys. Thanks for all the work you guys do. All right. Well, we have one uh, final segment. We call it the final round. Uh, this is where we just give our final big take. What's your big take? I thought the big take would evolve from the overall show. Uh, I, I think my big take from what we have done is, uh, is the first podcast that has live information we have some fans out there they're doing podcasts that are live friendly um we have a, a lot of people on both sides be them live fans pga tour fans who hate us pga tour fans who don't understand why other pga tour fans hate us uh golf fans that love us golf fans that hate us but um we're the first two to kind of take on an endeavor like this uh hopefully not as a sales magazine for live golf we are paid by live we are fans of live um we're not being monitored by live or policed by live in any way in doing this we're allowed to say whatever the hell we want uh we have producers who can cut out all your cuss words and all your off-color comments that you're prone to do so am but for the most part i think the big take is we're here and we're here to hopefully this podcast is here to stay i don't know if it is or not it could be one and done but uh, but Liv is here and Liv is here to stay and I'm happy to be a part of it, happy to be a part of it with you because I love to hate you and you hate to love me. So we make a great team for this. And uh, as long as I don't have a heart attack, I look forward to doing it for a long, long time. Well, you just uh, that's a great way to cap off the show. I think I, I don't think I can top that. Oh, story of my life, you Aww. know. But uh, yeah, I, I'm. I, uh, you know, I will say I'm very lucky to be able to be a part of this and, and to do it with you, my brother from another mother. And, and you know, I think just any excuse to to talk about a game that we both love and and have our opinions about it. I'm sure we're going to get shit for it, for some of it, uh, which no, we'll is fine. That's OK. Tons of shit. That's, That's right. what we yeah. do. We take shit. Yeah. Um, Someone's going to not... make fun of my English. Who cares? English? It's fine. Yeah, my English. Oh, OK. <laughs> um but uh yeah no i i think uh this is fun it's been fun hopefully it'll keep going like you said and and uh yeah that's my one big take is that i'm just happy to be here and happy to kickstart our podcast that we've been talking about for a long fucking time long ass time and we got like a whole team behind us we got third wheel as our producer uh audrey's back there hanging in the balance and other people are perving in on our action tonight or this morning your time, and uh, we'll see. We'll see if this has legs, but um, we'd love to hear from you. Also, Sue Ann and I are both easily reachable on every form of social media, except for the Instagram. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I never will, so don't contact me. I'm on Instagram, so contact me. Of course you are, yeah, or the TikTok. I don't don't know what that is. (laughs) I'm not on the TikTok. (laughs) I still have a MySpace page, I think, so anyway. (laughs) You would, you would. Close the show out. Do what you do. 
All right, that's a wrap for our very first episode of Fairway to Heaven. Thank you so much for joining us. Do subscribe, leave us a comment or two, and you can find us wherever you get your podcast. Now, if you're keen to see our very silly faces, well, you can uh, by doing so on our Live Golf YouTube channel or our Live Golf Plus, which is our streaming app. We'll see you soon.